Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to a festive episode of Here's What You Could Have Run. I hope you're all staying safe. My running mate, Phil, really hates that phrase. So especially for him, stay safe, Phil. Really, really stay safe. 2020 has been a difficult and unusual year. I'm in Milton Keynes, and within 24 hours last weekend, we went from Tier 2 to Tier 3 and then straight into Tier 4, which didn't even exist the day previously. Christmas will be a slightly less joyous affair with no other families allowed. And it does seem from the news that much of England will be joining us in Tier 4 from Boxing Day. By the time you listen to this, we may well all be in Tier 7. I think you're only allowed out every other Tuesday to put the bins out. So that's something to look forward to. For this episode, I decided to catch up with some previous interviewees to see how they fared in 2020. We talk about cancelled races uncertain race schedules, and in particular, motivation. How do you keep training for races that may never happen or have long since been cancelled? Up first is Stuart. Hello, my name is Stuart. I was originally on the podcast talking about the London Landmarks Half Marathon, which I've done a couple of times and paced at the same time, fun enough. Thank you. And which I'm, I'm running next year. I've got lucky in the ballot and it's bloody expensive. So I think you owe me there. <laughs> yeah, I saw your um, I saw your post. It's actually. Quid or something. And a compulsory horrible T-shirt. <laughs> so, yeah, no. So I better enjoy it or I'll be coming back to you. But. <laughs> oh, yeah. I liked it anyway. Well, thank you for coming back on. Obviously, 2020 has been uh, an interesting year. So. What were your plans for 2020? Had it gone well? What were you actually going to do? If, um, obviously, it had been normal, I was in for Thames Path 100, Centurion. Um, I was in for London Marathon on both occasions before it got <laughs> moved. I'd have seen you there then, yeah. Yeah, um, I was in for Autumn 100, again, Centurion. Uh, Wendover Woods 50 and I did get to do Beachy Head Marathon which was the um, that was October so out of everything that I had booked for this year Beachy Head was the only one that went ahead Wow (laughs) That's successful (laughs) How was your year? (laughs) Yeah Yeah, I I didn't get well I was maybe in London New York or my main key ones and obviously none of them happened so yeah, um, that, that's amazing. Well, yeah. exactly. And it, it fell nicely just after the half term as well. So we were going to go out as a family trip and have sort of a long weekend, see New York, run a marathon, come home. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, it showed us things changed because we were a bit like, oh, we probably won't be able to get into school the day after, you know, on the Monday. So they might miss a day of school and we're worried that would be an issue. And mm. obviously now kids have missed like six months of school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting one. So, um, out of yeah, did you any other races sort of fill in the gaps, or was that literally that you've managed to marathon this year? No, th- to be fair, obviously, the Thames Path Centurion, as you well know, mm. they were trying to bend over backwards to get things on, got most of their events on. But the Thames Path, you know, I was it not making excuses, but I was in a real good training place before Thames Path, really ready for it, and then it because it got moved, um, I kind of just lost motivation as well. Work got really busy. 
and um, I, I kind of just lost my, my running motivation anyway. I did a couple of the, I did both the Centurion virtual events, the one I was back in. I say, yeah, did you, you do any of the virtuals? Because I think yeah. a lot of people didn't ever even consider them before this year. And, and to be fair, I was one of them. I've never, I don't think I'd ever done a virtual event. Then um, Centurion put the the first Centurion one, one uh, community on. So that was I did the last week of May, wasn't it? Yeah. So I did, yeah, I did that. I did the 100 miles over a, a week. I wasn't stupid enough to do it in one go like <laughs> some people. <laughs> um, I didn't do the up challenge, which was like as much vert as possible in a week. Didn't do that one. And that kind of kind of got me back in, got, got the motivation back to get into the training. And then things obviously got moved again or cancelled. And I, I just... Um, I lost all my motivation, really, without sounding too. No, I think everyone has at some point. Even I, yeah, I think last year I probably only had three or four days in total. I didn't run the whole year, and this year I've just given up for a few yeah. days at a time. Yeah, it, it's been an interesting time. So on the, it's an interesting point on that hundred miles in a week. Did you actually find that easy in doing it all in one going event? Because no, no. Absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, I, for, for both of the events, I did the one in May. I did the one that was a, two or three weeks ago. Mm. I, um, I took time. I took a week off of work because there was absolutely. I really wanted to do it. I was quite into it. But there was absolutely no way I would be able to run a hundred miles in a week if I was working as well. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I take my hat off to a lot of people that did do that. Um, I, I, I took the week off of work. I had plenty of leave anyway because things were holidays were cancelled as well, weren't they? So I had nowhere oh, to yeah, go. Definitely. So I just used, yeah. So I took the week off of work, spread it out over the week, and like I say, I, I think I prefer trying to plan or actually run it in one go than over spreading it over a week. It's weird, yeah, because when you're doing the hundreds, you in a one, you just get on with it, don't you? Whereas yeah. When you split over there, it's like Wednesday and you're like, oh, God, I'm only on 20 miles. I've got five days left, yeah. including sort of the day. I've got an average 20 like, day, yeah. whatever that works out to. It all just gets a bit dark, doesn't it? Exactly what, that's exactly what you said there. Like, if you run, run, run it in one go, you just crack on with it. Mm. But then on Monday, you think, oh, I've booked to do 25 here, but if I don't do 25, I could just add another five tomorrow. And then before you know it, you've still got 40 miles to do by Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, it was good. Don't get me wrong, it was great. But yeah, it's it's a lot hard. It was logistically, I think, a lot harder to to organise it mm. over a week than it is just to know that you're doing it in one go. I remember I ended up with fifty to do on the final sort of weekend. So that was yeah, quite a when high you, mileage weekend. I didn't plan it too well. Yeah, didn't you do Tennessee as well? Was that at the same time? Uh, yeah, for the first one, actually, yeah. So that was easy on the first one because I kind of almost did the Centurion without even noticing because yeah. that was the, the... I was doing Tennessee and also doing that stupid accumulator. So it was the last oh, week brilliant. of May, so I did a marathon every day or more from the Monday onwards. Yeah, yeah I could run back then. And oddly enough, I got injured in June. I think it's completely unrelated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, would you have any tips for people trying to keep motivated during a lockdown? Because it's looking like we're going to have another one in January by the look of it. So, Well, yeah. Me, per, the way I go around, <laughs> I got to a stage, because obviously I've got the ARC booked, the ARC 50 booked in January. Well, for people that don't know what that is, because that's quite a more niche ultra, what is the ARC? 
So the arc is the arc of attrition. It's a 50 mile run or the 100 mile version around the southwest coastal path, starting in I want to say Port Town. Port Town. Oh no, that's the finish. I think. Yeah, that's the finish. I can't remember where to start. It's the 51 starts. <laughs> you it well. Yeah, I know. Well, I know the 50 because I'm doing it. The 50 starts at Minac Theatre. And you're basically, it's an arc around the, the Cornish coast, taking in Land's End, St Ives, uh, Penzance, etc. And for anyone that's not been that far down the coast, is it beautifully flat? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've not run it before. I've crewed it for the last two years. Um, and the weather can be challenging. It's end just, of January, you were saying, isn't it? So it's... End of January. I've not been down there when it snowed before. Although the first year I crewed, we got caught in the really bad snow on the way there when about 200 runners got caught on the top of Bodmin Moor and had to sleep in the um, the famous, I think it's called the Jamaican Inn, isn't it? At the top of Bodmin Moor there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but we, we managed to get through the snow. It obviously all melted by the next day, but the, the weather was, it was a challenge. It was, and, Beautiful part of the world, but not the, probably not the most sensible place to be running at the end of January. No, and although that's probably not the shortest days, it's not far off the shortest day of the year, is it? Yeah, you're not getting much daylight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it sound like fun. Yeah, I, I've sold it to you. Yeah, You've done it, haven't you? No, it's, it's kind of been a right to-do list, but then stuff like Lakes and Hundreds makes me realise I don't like running the dark and cold and up-down mountains. I'm a bit softy at times. It's every you get every weather season in that space of that thirty. I think I think for the hundred, it's the thirty-six hour cut off. I'm not sure, and you do you see everything. Which again, ready. that's a measure of how challenging it is, and it most endurance about thirty, aren't they, for a hundred yeah. miler? So yeah. yeah, same distance, but that many extra hours. It's not for the hell of it. It's because you need it. Yeah, that's right. So obviously I had that booked here. Well, I am still intending to do it at the end of January, but I was getting to that stage in October where I just, I had no motivation. Mm. And I was like, um, I was getting home from work. Mm. I don't need to run tonight. I'll run tomorrow. And it, it was just kind of, and I thought I needed to do something about it. So I actually got myself a running coach who I'm Ooh. still with now. And, you know, it, it's had the desired effect. My main thing was, I just wanted to get start enjoying running again, mm. um, get myself back into a routine. I am one of these people that like to be told what to do. Um, some people might not agree with that, but I do. Um, so, yeah, I've got myself a running coach. She's absolutely spot on and um, she's got me motivated again. And is that building towards the arc or just building towards you being less of a couch potato? No, towards <laughs> the arc. And then obviously after the arc, I'm in for Thames Park 100 again in beginning of may yeah and then in february i'll find out if i've got a space in ccc next year as well mm, yeah because that's the yeah, it's fun ballot times normally and it? it's even more confusing for it's next even, year, yeah so. the the ballot is later this year because of obviously what's happened this year mm. now next year i did have a, a coefficient of three which means we've got a guaranteed spot because obviously everyone's yeah. had to move in this year then it, it it just confuses the ballot a little bit more. So um, we'll just wait and see. You know, I've never put my name in for that. I always think about it and I'm worried I might get a spot if I did. So. <laughs> I've been there 
I've been there, I think, two, three years in a row now. I think it's two of them, I can't remember. But it's just a, the, the locals won't agree with it. The likes of, um, I don't know if you know John Fielding that lives out there. He, the, the locals don't like it because everyone just descends onto to Chamonix for a week. Yeah. But the, the people that are descending on there absolutely love it. It's a, it's a fantastic week just to be out there, I think. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of on my bucket list to, to so I've kept my point up for the last three years, and hopefully, I'll, if I don't get a spot next year, I'll, I'll have a guaranteed spot in following year. Excellent. Got any other races planned for next year? Or is that quite enough at the minute? No, I see it. Tem, uh, Thames Path 100, um, Autumn 100 again. again. Uh, I'm for London Marathon, but it's two weeks before Autumn 100. Um, it's probably not too bad, though, is it? If you, if, and if, if you go out for a PB, probably it's not the best. I'm idea, not going. But if you, I'd like, the thing is, I'd like to give London a good go, though. Mm. Um, but we'll see. Um, there is another, there is a 50 miler in up north that I'm going in. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of it at the moment. There's a few of us going in for it. Um, it might come to me, but I can't remember. And the only reason we're doing it is because, again, it's got a 50 miler, 50k, 100 miler. And the 50 miler in the 100, you get a really nice bit of slate. Uh, White, okay. White horse. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, okay. So we get, there's a few of us going to do that next year, mainly because we like the medal. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not sh- we're not shallow. Is that the one that's about September time, is it, I think? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that one again yeah. this year. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I like the look of that one, but it's uh, well, the last year round this year is on the wedding anniversary weekend, so that's not the no. best way of celebrating wedding anniversary, running 100 miles up and down a hill. Yeah, well, it's it's um it's a it's a stay the weekend camping type scenario as well. So we're mm. all gonna do, do do that as well. But it, it looks a nice that. one as well. So yeah, that's that's in the diary as well. Excellent, cool. So you lost your mojo, but you found a coach helped. I mean, how do you find a running coach? And was it just googling, or did someone recommend it? No, so uh, recommendation. No. Um, it was someone who I know quite well was using her using Shelley already. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of had a chat with him and said, look, I think I, this is what I need to do to, to get myself back into it. Had a chat with her, obviously let her know what my goals were, etc., and then went from there, really. So started out on about the 1st of November. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been a few weeks now. But I, I, as I say, got me back into enjoying it. And I'm actually really enjoying running again now, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, I had a coach for the start of the year for London and I found it just... It's nice to have that accountability and not have to think about what you're doing each day. You just look at your plan and go, there it is. Exactly, yeah. And that's you hit the nail on the head there with the accountability. I I do like to have that kind of thing because if I don't, I would do what I did before is I'll get home from work and think, you know what, I can just go out tomorrow night or then I'll go out the night after. And it just... And then um, the next night it rains and you think, oh, I might get a car if I go around the rain. I'll I'll roll it forward another day. Yeah. But no, so he's, um, no, I'm enjoying it again, which, which is what I wanted. Cool. So looking back then at 2020, it's been an f- odd year, but what's been, have you had a particular high point? If you look back fondly at Christmas Day, which running memory of 2020 sticks in your head? It's, it's, got, it's got to be the Centurion 100 week, really. It was um, not just from my point of view, but you, the amount of people that did it, not just in this country, worldwide, really, worldwide, getting words out. It, it was a, it was, it was cracking, and um, you know, even 
people that had never even run before were getting involved, kids. It was um, it, it, it was a good week. It was you know it was good to see everyone with the updates on their Facebook and social media. It, that was a good week. Yeah, um, I, I, it's yeah, it's, it's it, like we were both saying virtual events just didn't seem to make it, you know, any sense, did they, last year? But this not, year, I think they. You look at the amount of going on now. Even yeah, you know, we've got the um, the Lapland hundred going on at the moment as well, isn't it? Yeah, there's, there's quite a few like that, and then like we said, the Tennessee and stuff, and it's yeah, yeah. I, I can kind of see why if you were pre prior to this for whatever reason you couldn't run events, you might have done virtuals. Because mm. some people, you know, kid care wise and stuff, just can't fit in real events almost ever, and I've always done virtuals, and I couldn't ever quite understand the reason, but. Yeah, when the events yeah, aren't there, uh, you see why. And you've got people that had never, they'd never even dream of running, say, 50k or 50 miles in a week or in mm. one go. So the fact that they're able to then break it up over the week, get some kind of recognition out of it with a medal or whatever, and you know, they kind of, people have picked up the bug, haven't they, I think? Oh, definitely, yeah, it's been good. Cool, well, thank you very much for that, and uh, best of luck for 2021. Hi, I'm Kerry. Uh, I think I've chatted to you all before about South Downs Way 100. So I thought I'd come back to chat to you some more about stuff we've been doing at the end of 2020. Super, thank you. So had COVID not happened, what would your 2020 look like? Obviously, we mentioned last time you were on the, uh, the quest for 100 marathons. So presumably you'd have been knocking out marathons left, right and centre, would you? Yeah, I should have been on my 90th i'm pretty close i'm on 81 so yeah nine got cancelled yeah but um and i would have finished north downs 100 and i didn't um but you did have a go at it though it wasn't it it wasn't on was on and you went and you gave it a good go but (laughs) we won't dwell on that well it was the hottest Um... day of the year wasn't it it wasn't (laughs) ideal for people that perhaps have had sporadic training over the course of yeah covid that was hard work how far did you get because most people failed i think more than half um, got to holly hill she's at 65 miles oh yeah so that's still a very long way isn't it? in whatever yeah you were running at. kind of was wasn't really in the mood so i was like no nah. <laughs> i'm done you've been there <laughs> you weren't obviously Anyone that doesn't know, if you're doing a hundred marathon club, you need to finish races and to count. So even that didn't force no. you to do that last mere thirty-five miles to finish it off. <laughs> yeah, no, wasn't yeah. really interested. I could, I'll, I'll sacrifice that one on the spreadsheet for another year. Fine. I, I suppose you lost enough this year that another one probably isn't the end of the world, is it? No. Cool. So, what? How many did you run this year then, and how did they go? How did you fit in training with the whole world of COVID and never knowing if races are going to happen until almost the week before in some cases? Uh, actually, I lost loads of motivation from like March to June just because of the way work is and with COVID and all the extra stuff we were expected to do. Mm. So I just didn't feel like going out running. Everything has been cancelled, put you on a bit of a downer. So... And then things started picking up again in summer. So North Downs 100 was the first race that was put back on in August. And even though it was really hot and I didn't finish, 
it kind of made me want to run some more stuff. And then when races started picking up again, um, I entered a few more, get your fitness back a bit. Mm. And then, yeah, just kind of got a bit more focus and a bit more hope, I suppose. Yeah, and how how's that hope uh, running at the minute, given that uh, yesterday, was it, we've gone tier three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, um, that, that, that's not, I'm just not going to let that bother me, to be honest. Okay. Um, because I've decided on my plans for 2021, and I'm going to do the um, Centurion 50 Grand Slams. It's 450 milers. Excellent. And although I normally bang out marathon after marathon and that, keeps me quite happy i thought i'm just going to focus on those four races um hopefully they don't get cancelled otherwise that won't put me in a good mood um and i'm going to try and do a lot of the training down on the courses um and i have training yeah um best place to do them i suppose so our redways aren't really very useful for trail running (laughs) Um, we don't have hills in Milton Keynes, so I'm going to go on some tier-appropriate drives when it's suitable and um, go and run somewhere a bit nicer than Milton Keynes. Quality. And how are you going to train for these? Then? Are you, you've got a structured plan or are you just sort of winging it? Or I have, for the very first time, got a tailor-made plan Ooh. from the fabulous um, Adam at Greenlight. <laughs> so, <laughs> hopefully... His uh, training plan works, and I, I will get the goal I want. And for anyone that doesn't know, Greenlight are well, obviously a training group, but also very geared towards triathlons, aren't they? So yeah, it would be funny Although if you slipped in a few swims and bike rides in there. You hadn't noticed. <laughs> yeah, no, I told you I definitely I'm not swimming, and um, and I shouldn't be allowed to ride a bike. It's not yeah. good for the public. <laughs> Cool. I mean, that's um, funny enough, I had a similar conversation with Stuart for his bit, is that, again, you're both, you know, capable of experienced runners and you've both taken the decision to get a running coach, whereas I suppose people new to the sport might have thought after you've done sort of 50 or more races, you wouldn't actually need a coach, but you've both taken the decision to get no, some expert advice. I think, because if I keep doing what I keep doing, I'll keep, smashing out races and that's fine but I'm always going to keep getting the same results True. Um, so last week I did three marathons and they were all like in the 420s and that's fine and I could repeatedly do that for quite quite a few months I suppose mm. so you get a bit tired but I don't really want to chase a marathon PB they don't interest me at the minute so I thought well, I'll go for a 50 mile PB but yeah I just need a bit more guidance otherwise I'll just keep getting the same finishes and that's fine a finish is good i'm not really that interested always in times it's more of a a course achievement i want mm. i'm not interested in racing other people or trying to get in a age group position or anything like that well, i guess a lot of people would well not even well, struggle to get a 420 on its own never mind knock three of them out in a week yeah so, maybe yeah. yeah well i suppose we're from like a circle of like yeah you've got people that consistently run three and a half hours like seven days a week so um yeah time's only relevant to yourself i suppose right i think the average finish time in london's about four and a half isn't it so you've done better than the average three times in a week 
in some pretty awful weather as well last week. Yeah, I've got some chafe scars from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we were talking about motivation. You struggled a bit uh, during the middle of the year. So um, did you do any virtual runs? Because obviously a lot of people have started to latch on to them either a way of supporting race organisers or a way of actually getting themselves out the door. Um, so I signed up for the um, Centurion 100 miles in a week. I did the summer edition and then I thought well, I'll do the mm. winter edition just because it was something to do over that main four-week lockdown. And yeah. when there's a lot of you as a community doing a similar thing, it's just nice to join in and see what everyone else is doing and look at how they're doing it and look at their photos. And it's just more interesting than going out running on your own, I suppose. And how did you find running 100 miles over the course of a week? Because obviously you've done the South Downs 100 as a runner. We just get it done. What's it like trying to spread that over a week and also hold a job down? Um, yeah, it's good fun, really, because you just kind of fit in between your days off. And um, I arranged different runs with friends on different days. So I did um, 40 miles with Neil one day. And then we did... Um, like a 15 mile run with one of my friends and her dog um we joined in with the mk selfie scramble oh, that's yeah. quite good fun that was set up by another local runner kev from up and running so we were all in pairs and then it's a bit like a treasure hunt um but you have to like follow the clues take a selfie send it back get the next clue and run to your destination we did mess up one of them so we actually ended up running further than we were supposed to it turns out, despite living here 40 years, I don't actually know Milk Kings that well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that was quite good fun. And um, I'd do that again because it, it just makes the run more interesting, not knowing where you're going. And Yeah, no, I mean, that certainly sounds a good way of getting miles in and more fun than just going out and doing laps of the local park for two hours to get your last 10 miles in or whatever you need. Yeah. So, looking back then at 2020, what's been your high point, really, if you well, Christmas Day, looking back at all the fun you've had or not had? What, from running or just yeah, in life? from running. <laughs> well, you can do life generally. <laughs> Obviously, being on this podcast is a high point of your life, but... Yes, yeah, it's been um, From running highlight? I don't know. Oh, it's been momentous for you. <laughs> Yeah, what a year. I think I've had my lowest marathon count and um, the, my main goal race I didn't finish. So, yeah, I don't really have any standouts for 2020. <laughs> you are still smiling, <laughs> though. <so. laughs> yeah. I suppose, actually, in the middle of the year, I was pretty slow and I was being a right misery. And um, so I've cheered up a bit. And I'm a bit more motivated and having, I'm excited about my plan for next year. And I suppose having a personal trainer or a coach, whatever you want to call them, makes you a bit more accountable to actually go out and do something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that'd be good. Cool. So although you've had a bumpy 2020, you're looking forward to 2021 and smashing out 450 minus. Yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> and then you're going to go try back to the hundreds after that, or say you feel, or you can then concentrate on finishing off your hundred marathons. Um, I'll they no, I'll finish my hundred marathons just whenever it happens. And um, but yeah, definitely go back to the hundreds. 
Um, it's a toss up between um, Thames Path or going back to the North Downs. Yeah. So I'll see. Not done North Downs, but I am told it's quite hilly and you've obviously done the first 65 of it, so. Yeah, it is hilly, but it's just the weather. And I suppose that's it's always to be a risk in August. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, thank you very much for coming back on and best of luck for 2021. My name's Spencer. Um, I was previously on for London uh, Landmarks and the Thames Path 100. Excellent. Thank you for coming back on. And as I uh, said to Stuart, I've ended up entering London Landmark Path after your recommendations. So by my account, you owe me about half the entry fee, which is about 30 quid, I think, each. Well, uh, by, the yeah. time you get to run, by the time you get to run it, um, yeah, I'll pay you whatever. <laughs> Yeah, they think confidence going to happen, but I'm not entirely sure. But maybe it'd be like split over like six evenings in the week or something to get everyone through. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. So uh, obviously, 2020 has been a, an interesting year. What what would your plans have been for 2020 without COVID? What would have happened? Originally, I was going to uh, do Grand Union Canal race one four five uh, in May. Um, I should have gone to Chamonix in August for UTMB as a spectate to spectate and to hopefully crew Stu if he got in. Yeah. Um, and then I was going to do the Ben Nevis Ultra in September. So they were my two main races. And how many of them actually happened? None of them. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> so this yeah. Grand Union, what's happening with that? Did you have to re-put in for the ballot? They didn't roll people over, did they? Yeah, that's right they didn't roll people over so um you had to re-enter and i got uh itchy feet to to attempt to do the centurion 100 slam again so i went for that instead okay so are you in for all of them next year then yeah i'm i'm in for all four they're all booked and paid for are you doing the wendover woods 100 miler no I, I want to do it but <laughs> I, it's just it's too close to it's too too big to do between uh, South Downs Hundred and North Downs Hundred. I think. Yeah. No. I, I, it 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 warrants just as a sort of a your A race and and really concentrate on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm debating it still for next year. Part of me hopes it sells out soon, so I don't get. Finished, <laughs> but it's yeah. Well, I think it's only a few weeks before uh, Lakeland Hundred. Yeah, it's very close. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to work out which would be less terrible to do. Which I still can't decide. <laughs> I think um, I, I saw you tweeted this the other night. That, that I, when people talk about obviously the lakes, that you know it's beautiful and it's amazing and everything, but if the if the cloud comes down and it's wet and it, it's just it's misery. Yeah. Um, so, but then if you can handle ten laps of, you know, Wendover, then I'd probably do that instead. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards it, especially with the way, you know, next year's going. Who knows what might even happen. But yeah. Anything I've got booked, I'm assuming I might get to run half of them at best. So what did you manage to run this year then? Have your, your big two races and your nice little jolly out to Chamonix didn't happen? Um, the only... I, I was lucky in that I did uh, Arc of Attrition back in January um, before this all really started to kick off 
with COVID and everything. Um, Stuart would mention that anyway. Did you do the 50 or the 100? I did the 100. And for anyone that doesn't know, that's 100 miles around the southwest coastal path, isn't it? So it's yeah. deepest Cornwall and bloody hilly. It, very hilly. I think 17,000 foot of elevation. Um, I think it was about 103, 104 miles in total. How um, long that take you in the end? 34 hours. So it's the longest race ever for me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's quicker than I did the um, late than 100, though. So, yeah, good time for that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a cut-off of 36, so it was getting a little bit touch-and-go. <laughs> but by, by the end, I think my quads just gave up. They didn't want to function anymore. I was uh, coming down steps backwards, so... <laughs> It was a real grind at the end. Well, I think that's a hint that they've got steps. It's kind of a hint of how hilly it is, isn't it? Yeah. There's not many of them on the South Downs. No. So, uh, so that was that's the that was the only sort of real race I, I actually was booked in to do and got to do. Um, so how smug do you feel that you got your 100 miler in before COVID hit? Oh, very smug, <laughs> yeah. Because um, it wasn't too long when, I mean, that was the end of Jan. I think people started talking about COVID in February and by March, yeah. obviously, it, Everything had gone to shit. Yeah, it all changed quickly because my mate was over here from Australia for sort of Christmas and early New Year and he was saying they were panic buying hand sanitising toilet roll in Australia and I just laughed at him saying, well, we'd never be that bloody stupid. And then, yeah, a month later we were doing the same. So I should have listened yeah. to him and started buying up stocks in it. Could have made a fortune. Yeah, definitely. So that was your only real big race this year, but I know you did a couple of virtuals. Have you done virtual races before? Um, not really. I think when I first started running, um, I, I think I did the odd maybe 5K or, or 10K, but it was only one or two. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it was um, Canal Race. I'd, I'd, I kept training right up to the point they said it's not going to happen. Um, and then I think it was only a week or two after that, um, Centurion uh, had to move Thames Path um, and they came up with the idea of doing the, the virtual 100 week or um, all in one go event. That was the last week of May, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah. And what do you do for that? Could you do varying distances for that week? I presume you yeah. 100. Yeah, you can do 5K up to 100 miles. Um, I, I picked a hundred mile in one go. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of people wanted to do a hundred mile training week, um, but because I was already trained and, and sort of mentally geared up to do the canal race, I thought actually no, I'll do the hundred in one go, and that's my, you know, that's my hundred race for yeah. the second hundred race for the year. And would you say it was easy getting done in one go rather than having a heavy week? Um. Yeah, I probably I would say I'd rather do it in one go, um, because I did do the Lakeland Virtual Hundred um, while trying to do the Centurion One Up at the same time. So <laughs> running every day, ridiculous amounts of uh, and you know miles. Yeah, that takes it out of you and and time. You know, I, I took a week off work, um, whereas to do a hundred in one go, I took uh, two days off. So. It's much easier. Yeah, no fair point. So you did the Lakeland one as well, because that one I didn't go out to sign up for, and it sold out. 
I mean, did you find yeah. these virtual races sort of either help with training or just to give you something to focus or motivate for? Yeah, I think it's something to, to, to focus on. I think, you know, we we all do these events to to for two reasons, maybe. One is to to say I can do it or I've done it and, and also to receive something at the end, which is something in your hand to say, mm. you know, well done, you've done it and, and here's your memento, medal, buckle, whatever it is to sort of to prove to yourself or maybe if you want to prove to anyone else that you can and you have done it. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't normally do a virtual race, but this, this year has just been, I think, uh, great for everyone to give people that focus and something to achieve no, rather than right. just endless running. Yeah, I mean, that I've shown to a few people, and so, so many people basically kind of almost stopped running at varying points during the year because they, they just kind of, yeah, run out of motivation, especially when you couldn't even really run with your mates or just once the club runs and stuff were gone. They kind of lost the whole social aspect as well. Is that something that affected you? I know you tend to run with a few mates. Yeah, I, I, I think. Uh, running for me is a slight obsession so I don't necessarily need uh, I would run every day anyway or, or, or at least you know four times a week yeah no matter no matter what um, I, I can run on my own I can I can sort of get myself up early go out get it done come home I can I don't I don't necessarily need it from that point of view it's it's more that I like to sort of get my head round I'm going to do a race or an event mm. for, for me it's the adventure side of it <clears throat> um, you know just to sort of to get out for the day or 26 hours or whatever just be outside for that time to you know just be on your own so that's and that's why I like to train for those yeah there is something about them it's kind of a what's a journey isn't a long ultra you kind of set yeah. off and yeah you do feel a bit different when you finish it yeah, it sounds a bit cliche, but yeah, it, it, it is a journey as, uh, of sorts. Yeah, I mean, you don't really get that with marathons, or even a hard one. You tend to do a big loop, get back to where you start, and sort of four and a half, five hours later, it's, yeah, you probably spend longer than that uh, for Christmas shopping, for shop driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you also did, which we want to talk about, the other Centurion uh, run in one community. One at the end of well, end of October or November. I've lost track of the months. Uh, that was the end of November. That was it. So obviously that's a different time of year. It's not worrying about heat stroke and stuff as you might have been in the one in May. How did you approach your second uh, hundred miles Centurion virtual event? Um, well, just prior to that, I was lucky um, when everything was changing and Centurion were moving races around. Um, I did actually get a spot in the South Downs fifty. Oh, no. um, which was moved from uh, I think, what, April to October. Um, so I'd done lots of hilly training and, and I did the race and it was great. Um, and just after that, uh, the next race um, or races were then cancelled. Um, so quickly Centurion said, right, let's, let's do another virtual. Um, and I'd had floating around in my head for a while um especially because people i know had done uh not long done gloucester 24 yeah so they'd run around a track for 24 hours um so when they came up with this next virtual event that 
idea was still floating around in my head to do a to do a 24 but rather than do a 24 i thought i would just do 100 and just do it as quick as i could to try and get a 100 mile pb and was that around a standard was it a standard 400 meter athletic track yeah. it actually wasn't the, the <laughs> obviously because it, yeah. it was locked down all the tra- all, lockdown all the tracks were shut but there is one not far from me that is a is a public track anyone can go on it it's not um, that nice orange cushioned uh, surface. It's tarmac, um, and it's the old-fashioned 440 yards track. Oh, so, what's that in you, money? That's 403 meters. So, ah. first of all, I wasn't. I, I checked this on Google, but then I actually borrowed a measuring wheel, went and checked, and it was 403. So I had to do 400 times around the track which would take me to just over a hundred miles. Um, and I think I ended up doing 402 just to be on, just to doubly make sure. Yeah. So um, when do you, um, have, what time of day do you start for that? Cause obviously in November, there's not a lot of daylight, so. No, there isn't. So I started early, I started at six um, because I'd only have an hour and a hour and a half of dark mm. and then it would be light. And then I could maximize all day. Um, until what half four five when it would be dark again um it the track's not illuminated at all although it is very close to a to the main road so one end is illuminated by street lights the opposite end is completely pitch black um and it is sort of out in the middle of nowhere because it's sort of within some fields so yeah it was quite quiet at sort of two three in the morning so how do you approach running 100 miles around a track unsupported? Because I tried it on a the uh, Mark Cobain's event this year, where it's kind of semi-self, but semi-obsolete water and stuff, and organisers and people timing yes. your laps and all that, whereas you were just on your own with a box of food, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I saw that, because that was done over 25 hours, wasn't it, because of the, yeah, uh, the, the clocks clock changing. And there was another thing that was sort of... Um, one of the reasons I did it was seeing that uh, plus the Gloucester one Um, I was lucky um, because it's quite close to home my wife did did actually crew me for part of the day part of the morning afternoon and the early hour that must have been really Um, fine for her (laughs) yeah I think she ended up doing about 15 miles because she she just stayed with me and and jogged around with me um, as well as making me food drinks and stuff um Stu, he turned up in the morning and he stayed most of the, he did about, I think he did a 50k with me because he was doing the virtual event as well. Yeah. And then he stayed right till the end, which I think was, I finished about half four. So he was there right till the finish. Um, and I also posted on my uh, running club Facebook page that I was doing it, um, not expecting anyone to turn up. And mm. I think, I think bar... Uh, I think from 90, 90 to 96 miles was the only time I was on my own the whole time. The rest of the time, there was always someone with me from my club That's or my yeah. missus or Stu. So to be honest with you, I was, I was yeah, constantly with people, which was really helpful. I mean, it really, you know, just kept me going. And did you ever sort of doubt what you were doing? Because I obviously, as I mentioned earlier, bailed on mine because I just got so bored and came to the point of it. Obviously, you managed to keep focus, though. Yeah, I, just, I think, 
first of all, because there was always someone with me. So I was chatting to different people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, one guy came in the morning, went home for lunch and come back in the afternoon. Um, it, yeah, he's an old schooler as well. He doesn't even have a running watch. He just turned up and said, no, I'm just going to run. So he, he, you know, he didn't even know how far he went. Um, and also I can just sort of switch off, just, you know, turn my brain off and not think yeah how far am i going or how many laps i'm doing i had to concentrate actually every lap i had to press lap on my watch to to keep a record because obviously i've got no timing chip or nothing like that i had to sort of concentrate i was more worried about doing that than i was doing 100 miles to be fair you weren't relying on the accuracy of the gps you were literally manually lapping it every lap yeah yeah, because I've, I've done a few tests. I've run on a track loads before uh, and I did a test run and the watch went out. So I thought, you know, I can't mm. rely on that. I, I need to know that I'm doing 400 laps so I can sort of say confidently I did it and, you know, I did it right. No, that's impressive. Well done on that. So, I mean, I'm assuming that would be your running high point of 2020, running laps of a park this year. Or there any other <laughs> high point of 2020? Yeah, I, I think I think I've been lucky. Um, I've been lucky with obviously doing Arc, uh, and and I got the South Downs fifty place, which was brilliant. Mm. You know, I love running that route. It's such a great, great route, and it's a great distance to run that uh, over South Downs. So you know, I was lucky with that. The two virtual uh, hundreds I did that were completely different. One was around a track, and the other one was uh, two out and backs. Um, around around London mm. and uh, Lakeland 100 was tough because it was teamed up with the uh, Centurion one up so I think from a running point of view you know I've I've been lucky I've done some some great stuff I've had and I've had good fun doing it um, so for, my, for me it's 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 been a good year for running um, I've actually been getting faster, so something's definitely. That's no, that, yeah, that's right. good that you've yeah you've had a satisfying year of running. Cause, um, someone else I spoke to for this was kind of the other way. Was a bit. I'm not sure I've got a high point. It's all been a bit shit. <laughs> so it's I interesting the different ways people have come out of this year. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I do see a lot on social media and things like that. People saying, you know, they're not motivated. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm never not motivated to go out and run. Um, you know, I have to remember to the rest days have to be rest days and you know do what my plan says and stick to that so you know but all the all the things I've done this year have been have been good and my, my mileage I think I'll end up being more than last year total elevation more than so for me it's been it's been good fun that's cool so when you said plan is that when you come up with yourself or have you got a coach or no, Shelley, my running coach. Um, yeah, been with her since uh, I think June last year. Uh, after I bailed at South Downs Hundred, um, I decided to get a coach because um, I didn't want to turn up to CCC and balls it up. So I yeah, thought, well, if I get if I get a coach and it goes wrong, I can blame them. <laughs> That's it, yeah, because everyone I've spoken to so far has got a running coach, sort of either recently or this year so I mean you're, you're in a similar boat you're a very experienced runner so someone from the outside would kind of say why are you paying for a coach you know what you're doing you've got multiple ultras to your name so what would you say the benefits are 
Um, uh, all jokes aside, the accountability part of it is 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 quite, you know, uh, a good way to look at mm. it because you can you're sort of sharing the burden a bit. Um, someone who just sits and writes the plans because although I used to sit and write my own plans, I had no real clue as to what I was doing. All I did was take a marathon plan and tweaked it um, for longer distance, um, which did have some, you know, it worked sometimes, it didn't mm. work on other times. Um, I so that's now, it. You could buy pretty much any copy of Runner's World and it'll have a marathon plan in it somewhere, won't it? Whereas it's not going to have a how to train for a sub 2400 miler in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a lot more speed work and different types of speed work that I do now that I would never have done before, mm. which must be working. Um, but you're getting quicker than definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's helpful just just for the plan side of it to sort of someone say, this is what you need to do, and you just go and do it. Um, and it's quite flexible. It's not like set in mm. stone. Um, okay, you know, especially you, this year, your goals have changed probably on an almost monthly basis, isn't they? You were training for races that suddenly didn't happen that's right that's right and and it, it, you know we use google uh, uh google's documents or something with, which has got like an excel spreadsheet in it and you know especially with the things changing very quickly when races get cancelled you know the, all of a sudden the spreadsheet just changes and it's gone from yeah. you were doing this to now you're doing this because you've changed from this race to now you're going to do this virtual race or something so no, yeah. that's cool. That's a good, yeah, it's a little bit of takeaway about this. Everyone seems to be getting a coach at the minute, so that's good. So, 2021 plans, I mean, you said earlier you're looking at doing a 100-mile Grand Slam, you're in for that. Have you got anything else or is that your main focus? Not that it's not enough of a focus on its own. Yeah, um, yeah, they're the main four. Hopefully, Art goes ahead and I can go down and uh, crew Stu, who's in for the 50, yeah. so it'd be nice to get down there. Um, do you think it'll go ahead at the minute? I suppose Cornwall itself is currently very safe. It's just yeah. tough lot that aren't. Yeah, if I was Cornwall, I'd be building a wall, um, you know, to keep us out. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they, they've managed to keep their their cases down. <clears throat> Whereas up up here, we're, you know, we're rife with it. So Yeah, I was based, down in Somerset work and we had someone there from Cornwall, so he's tier one. Somerset tier two, I've had to come down because technically I'm essential workers in tier four and they're all kind of stood there being, this is a bit odd. Yeah. They left you outside. Yeah, well, the mother did left me outside and we did the social distancing and masks and all that. So I think we're fine, but yeah, it's so I, yeah, based on that, Yeah, I I I don't think it'll go ahead, but mm. I think you have to train to the point where they say it's not going to go ahead. Otherwise, you just if you half if you half heart into it, uh, and then you do get in, and it will play in your mind. Especially if you're doing maybe the hundred, and you start questioning things and you overthink things. So, yeah, I would train right up to the point where they say you can't do it anymore, and then I would go and do something else instead. Sure. If I if I could, um, the other thing is obviously UTMB. So. Um, I've already had my name in the hat for OCC, so I'm going to put another ticket in for that to to hopefully help me get a spot. Um, but other than that, no, there's nothing else really 
Yeah. Yeah, so, there'll be things I'll dot things in just for sort of training races. Yeah. Um things like Phoenix running for Thames Path and other bits and pieces just to you know keep the legs ticking over and the sort of the race aspect. Yeah, no, it's definitely useful when they're getting the races in. That's what I've missed this year, really. They're just the races help me, as you say, sort of tick over and give you a kind of an interim goal, don't they? Without them, yeah, I've certainly struggled a bit with motivation. Yeah, cool. And obviously, well, we should have been doing the, the head torch marathon this Sunday oh, coming, yes. um, which unfortunately had to, had to cancel last minute. Mm. Um, because we, I think we could have got away. It was okay when it was tier three, but now tier four. So that's. Because even that was reduced numbers, wasn't it? I mean, I did last it, year, yeah. and there were probably a hundred. I didn't really count, but oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, and it was going to be thirty people this year, and I didn't manage to get the naming because I was too slow on the update. And turns out, yeah. it didn't matter anyway. Which it's a shame because you know the the. The actual run itself is really nice. It is a big group. Everyone sort of knows mm. everyone. It's all the familiar faces and that. Uh, but it's also obviously the charity point of view. Everyone throwing money at it, you know, for... Yeah, for I months. mean, they raised a couple of grand or something last year, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 The raffle afterwards, the food afterwards, uh, you know, it's, it's all yeah. a good laugh. And that would have been removed this year, and but now it's completely removed. So that's a shame. But hopefully we come back next year bigger and better yeah no I definitely want to do it again if it's on it was yeah and it nicely feels that kind of weird gap between Christmas and New Year where you don't know what you're doing other than eating mince pies so you want to be sick yeah <laughs> that's what I'm doing most of the time yeah or you can wander around in the dark with yeah. one pole and a can of lager yeah exactly that's a much better way of doing it <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you very much for coming on. And yeah, best of luck Pleasure. for the Grand Slam. And I, I hope it happens next year. Hey, um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> My name's Ellie. Um, and I was previously on the show to talk about the Fox 60K Ultra. Oh, thank you for coming back. Yeah, no, thank my you pleasure. Thank you your Christmas holiday to record your podcast. Oh, well, I was so busy doing everything exactly. that you have. <laughs> <laughs> too busy yeah. and dangerous, you know. So yeah, I spent most time wandering around the house wondering what to do. But there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, had twenty twenty been normal, what were your running plans for twenty twenty? Um. So my plans were ultras, um, and the London Marathon. Um. So I had race to the castle booked. Um. A couple of other ultras, and yes, the London Marathon. Um. So yeah, definitely turned on its head. Yeah, so what did you actually manage to get in in the end? How many races or what races did you manage to do? So I managed to do um, the big half before everything kicked off, yeah. uh, which well, looking back now... mass participation <laughs> event in Britain. So, yeah. yeah, probably a massive super spreading event, yeah. but it was great fun. Um, and then I managed to, um, in September, when some of the races were coming back, to do two ultras. So one was the Fox 60, and one was the Shires to Spires um, Northampton event. Um, oh. And yeah, and then I guess some virtual stuff, which I never thought I'd be saying. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So what virtual ones did you get down there? Um, so I did the Centurion 100 mile week, 
um i did the great virtual race across tennessee yeah. um which was great fun well i say fun it was it was good it was good it was good um <laughs> it was long um and then um me and matt or one of my friends that you know from redway um we did our, our own supported 100k um so yeah you still got a fair bit in and um you were down for the thames trot weren't you yes yes but um even though there wasn't any races sometimes you can actually do a bit too much um so i um i managed to end this year being burnt out and injured um so i'm actually just getting back into running now yeah so. i think a lot of people had a bad back end of the year i certainly sort of falling apart a bit as well yeah yeah there's no you know paper weeks for races are there there's no excuse not to go hard every week and it's not the best idea that's literally it there's like there was no structure it was you just what else is there to do oh a race i'll sign up okay. i'll do it like yeah so um i think having races back hopefully at some point soon will actually mm. help the training cycle Potentially. In terms of sort of motivation during 2020, were you? I mean, it sounds like you were pretty motivated, and you're almost too motivated to get out for so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess. Um, I like doing the virtual stuff did help because you ended up having a bit like for the great virtual race across Tennessee. There was a bit of a community, and you kind of checking where you are on the map, and yeah. it gave something to talk about, and yeah it did become a challenge but um then as you said i don't know for me running became so much of a like this is my reason to get out the house mm. but it was like it was always going to happen day in day out i was <laughs> i was gonna go um and yeah so it, it did become probably a little bit too much of a coping mechanism for so <laughs> this when did you start to have issues and how far through the year was it during lockdown two or um yeah it was lockdown too so i did the two ultras um probably um in two close um succession so two weeks after each other um and then two weeks after that i did the london marathon virtual race yeah. which if anyone did that that was a miserable day it was grim, wasn't it? the amount of people i saw running with their bibs on i just felt so sorry for them obviously you can't do that some looked like it might have been their first you know they were had their husband or whatever cycling behind them to support and oh. they just look broken and just like oh they're not all like this yeah literally it was um it was such a shame because it was a good idea to get mm. everyone out but the weather was just horrendous and like i just wanted it to end yeah. um <laughs> basically <laughs> just like yeah it was awful um and yeah, so I think after that, then I was just I was just overtrained. Um, so I ended up um, turning my foot about two weeks into the second lockdown, and I had a really bad foot strain, so was out for a, a bit of time. But getting back into it now, which yes. is a relief. Yeah. So in terms of keeping on top of my and stuff, we did mention earlier you had a running coach for some of this year. How did that? Well, why did you get a running coach? I suppose one and how did it go um one because i've not got any structure to my running as you probably guessed whatsoever um so i thought maybe that would be a good idea and um 
just because I was getting some like PBs and stuff this year, even without the races, I was kind of really getting my times down on some things and really keen to get my um, my uh, head into running, um, ultra running, sorry. Um, so I thought, yeah, get a run coach. They could help with nutrition and um, get some structure. And um, for me personally, didn't work out so well. Maybe it's just <laughs> the way I'm wired. Is it because you um, do too many miles and they ask you to actually uh, run a bit <laughs> less than you ignore them? <laughs> there was that side to yeah. it, yeah. Um, and like I've, I found the nutrition side like pretty tough. Like, I don't know, for me personally, um I, like I've had an eating disorder in the past so I've got to be careful with how I'm eating mm. and I've kind of just bit got to this point with running where it's like you don't actually have to have that much structure if you're not a proper athlete you can just kind of like eat what you want and yeah. don't have to worry about it um and I think I preferred that approach to actually like yeah make sure you're measuring your carbs and your whatever it's, it's yeah it kind of sucks the joy out of uh food a bit doesn't it if you're doing it that way it's, yeah. yeah definitely <laughs> when you look when you look at it you're like piece of your log sorry i don't like mince pies but piece of your log and you're like oh actually is this going to be able to fuel me for my whatever run like nah so um that quickly um quickly ended <laughs> No, I mean, like I said, it's interesting because other people I've interviewed, they've all recently started as running coaches or about to. So, yeah, I didn't realize they were quite so prevalent to. I mean, prior to kind of talking to people recently, I wouldn't have said many people have a running coach, but it seems like mm. it's almost, yeah, mandatory. Well, I'd, I'd love to hear their reasons for getting them. I mm. guess it's a good excuse, like a good motivation, gives some structure. Um, I definitely think for the strength and conditioning side, it's probably good to have someone actually telling you, look, yeah. you need to actually pick some weights up and put them down every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've tried to do a bit more of that this year after getting a few sort of knee injuries. I think I need to, I'm at the age I need to look after myself a bit more, not just, yeah, run and then go and do nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm the same. Strength conditioning, like, it is, it's boring but it's really, really good for you. So when I was out injured, that was like what I was doing. It was just like so pumping probably, iron. For a lot of people at the minute, all the gyms and stuff are closed, aren't they? So having to do that either on sort of Zoom training and stuff, which which works, but I don't suppose you yeah. get the same motivation as being in a room full of your mates while you try and flank and challenge yeah. each other, is it? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> when you're looking at the timer going down, and it's like, well, no one's going to see me if I actually stop. Yeah, with... <laughs> <laughs> cool. So um, for 2021, then, oh, I've missed it. I've out of order. It's so professional here. What's been your running <laughs> high point of 2020? My running high point. Um, gosh, there's two probably. One was my p my half marathon pb i was really chuffed with that and that was mm -hmm. unexpected um and then two was the completing the 100k self-supported race that was really good um because yeah i got a good pb on that as well and i don't know it was summer things were like we had a bit more freedom it was it, just it did seem like things were going better around then didn't it because it's not long after that we had actual events come back and yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going the other way 
<laughs> oh gosh, don't. I've already had um, two races cancelled for the start of next year. Um, okay. so. Well, I was going to do a 5k last Sunday just gone and that was cancelled, which which was good yeah. in the end because obviously that, that day we went into tier four and mountain, so nobody was allowed to come anyway, so or not even, you know two people at the maximum it would have been a nightmare i don't know how they've even done it but they did well yeah. yeah good foresight mm. definitely so for 2021 assuming races ever happen what's your plan <laughs> yeah so everything from this year has been postponed to next year as we know so it's basically you're training for what you would have trained this year mm. however i have signed up to um two biggies for next year so one rather regrettably after following your podcast now Mark, <laughs> is the, the 10th path 100 um in may which i think will go ahead because it is a smaller event mm. um so that's kind of big goal number one and then the second one i have signed up to the north downs way 100 in Ooh. august Nice. so again kind of throw myself out there to, to like the, some pretty tough races um but I'm, I'm really looking forward to them um and then kind of around that is like london is obviously next year um okay, yeah which i'm i don't know if I, about everyone else but i'm already dreading because the weather's not going to be good um I, but it's london so it'll be my first time so we'll see well, and then I i've got like do bournemouth around that time of year, bournemouth out, so it tends to be a pretty good day so okay that kind of first weekend in october historically it's been pretty good so you might be all right okay let's yeah. see yeah <laughs> but unless you get to train the summer and then run it whereas normally london you've got all the people wearing like overcoats in the start line who realize that you know it's got warmer yeah <laughs> The weather may have changed slightly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean, 10th pass, yeah, everyone I've interviewed about it does seem to be a little bit negative, I do agree, but it's, it's a good race. It's just bloody hard. <laughs> it's just a hint of negativity yeah. when people talk about it. <laughs> just I think, especially because it's similar to so that. That is often a hot weekend being a bank holiday in May and you've done most of your long runs, probably wearing it to go. Yeah. The single digit weather and suddenly you're baked a final on the side of 10. Yeah, yeah, but I'll worry about that on the day, I exactly. guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking about the fact that North Downs this year was also really hot and half the people have not finished. <laughs> yeah, again, I've heard some interesting <laughs> reviews of the North Downs way. I don't know what possessed me to like, I think I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i think i was so like oh everyone says thames path's really flat it's really flat so i went for like the yeah. <laughs> really hilly option <laughs> the other end but, um, it is it's nice doing a straight point to point like that like the autumn 100 being the out on back so i don't think it's quite a fact trying to yeah you finish back where you started four times mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know how you do that, like mentally yeah, going out. Yeah, you there and you go, I could just drive home now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be over now, there's not a lot of traffic. Yeah, literally. I don't know who it was. I, I listened to someone, I wasn't sure if it was on your podcast or someone else, but they went and got in their car and they fell asleep. 
<laughs> they thought they'd just warm up, but they fell asleep. Well, it adds a little bit extra onto your time. But, True, but yeah, yeah no, it's quite, yeah. Plus, your balance is here, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, best of luck for 2021, and yeah, best of luck at the 10th bar. I used to be doing it. <laughs> is that stirred perhaps? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I've got, similar to that, I've got the Lakeland 100 next year, which I've got rolled over and I'm not entirely sure I fancy it. So. Oh, wow. The, uh, the, uh, the way of next year, for me, a lot of people have been rolled over into races or signed up for stuff thinking it would never happen. Suddenly they stood on the start line going, oh, Christ. Yeah. Is that <laughs> after all? Is it too yeah. late to start training? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like Lakeland 100, that should go ahead, shouldn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, it didn't this year, because the problem is quite set in the village, so they were more worried about everyone from the country bringing the germs in rather than, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the poor little village of Coniston wiped out due to one race, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the reason for um the two so i had one in january and one in february that have been cancelled so oh. the february ones in wales and wales is just yeah not great yeah. and then the second one cancelled because again it starts in a village and um that one they're not um the hurtwood Cool. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, it's good to catch up, and it certainly seems that people have been, yeah, different level of motivation throughout the years. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think um, it'll be interesting next year because if it is a repeat or similar to this year, I think it's going to be tough to, mm. um, yeah, gain gain the same motivation. But something will happen. We'll be racing across some sort of um, state. Yeah, sort. no, it should be cool. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on. No, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Cheers, um, and yeah, yeah, best of luck for next year, uh, next year, and happy Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, and yeah, best of luck for you in Lakeland as yes. well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I will need it because it's horrendous. Oh God, I'm looking forward to the podcast already. <laughs> Thank cool, you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Lauren. I was previously on the podcast uh, after the Centurion Thames Path race this year. Um, I would say I was talking about it, but I think I was probably just moaning about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apologies yeah. to any, anyone who may have been put off uh, during the race oh, in the future because of that. Well, we were just saying there's no such thing as an easy 100 mile, is there? So. I think as long as you right. accept it to be challenging, it's fine. If you think it's flat and easy, you might be in for a shock. Exactly. Yeah, I think uh, it, it, if people think, oh, flat, definitely easier. Maybe a good first first one to do a flat one. I I, I don't think it always plays out that way. No. I think uh, definitely something with a bit more undulation. Give and the legs it, a little little bit it, of a break. It has a sort of London issue, and it? it's often you know a hot week when you've been training the cold, so it's a bit of a shock to the system for poor people that have turned yeah. up here. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on. We've had obviously a up and down weird kind of year, but what were your plans for 2020? Had COVID not happened, what would you have actually run and what would you have done? 
So, um, yeah, my my plans this year, my big race was always going to be the Thames Path. So I was one of the lucky ones that, to be honest, was actually able to do my goal race this year. Well, then, um, yeah. So originally it was supposed to be in May. So I had started training for that in, I think, maybe January, end of January. Um, so I was already probably about 10, 11 weeks into training when the first lockdown started um and when that started obviously then the race there was quite a lot of uncertainty and then it eventually got called off um so I sort of just dropped back my training for a few weeks but with the race being rescheduled mm -hmm. it was almost sort of uh, shortly after that it was time to start training again so I never really had um any lack of uh, motivation of something to train for because I had to train for the race twice so um so just ended up doing yeah doing another training training plan for um for September so I was quite lucky um in that regard but uh, yeah I, I do feel for everyone who's trained for races and then had them called off at the last minute or yeah I mean anyone that's tried to do London has had that twice this year haven't they so exactly yeah yeah so yeah definitely I feel like I was one of the lucky ones that actually managed to get get a race in this year it's, yeah and your main a goal as well not a kind of yeah, yeah one you randomly squeezed in because it turned up it was one you actually wanted to do so exactly yeah um and I think yeah I think Centurion did manage to get three of the 400s done I think yeah but, um, I think the South Downs was the casualty, which was a shame because obviously I think that was postponed two two times. I think as well. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah definitely feel feel quite lucky to have been able to to get out there and race uh, uh, in any way really at all this year. Were there any other races that you were due to do either training for that or just you know for the, the own rights that you missed out on or giving them pretty good this year? Um, I did uh, one of the X Energy races. I think it was about. 50k and that was literally like the week or two before the the first lockdown so that was very like oh should should we be going ahead mm. bit of hand sanitizer um masks and but it was like right before um anything got sort of cancelled so that i was quite lucky to to do i had another race that was um postponed to next year which was one of the pegasus ultra running yeah. events they do races in wales so just deferred that to next year and um, I didn't really have anything else planned then after the Thames Path being the goal race that was um, I was always going to sort of take time off after that. Um, so I'm lucky that I didn't have anything else cancelled. And obviously once all the mm. lockdown stuff started, I didn't really sign up to anything else this year because I just thought there's not really too much chance of it going ahead, really. In terms of motivation, you're quite lucky then that you had a a race that looked like it was going to happen to focus and didn't need to yeah. exactly yeah I think That's I probably cool. trained for about 10 weeks then had about three weeks off and then started training again so for most of the year I was training That's for the tennis back in some form <laughs> um and so since yeah since September then I kind of was obviously recovering after the race um and then I did do the Centurion uh the one love kind of hundred mile week. Oh, the, yeah the end of november wasn't it the second one yeah. yeah yeah exactly so um so that was quite good um to kind of have something to motivate myself um to take part in and that was quite nice as well from a community perspective i think to see it was very else. good wasn't it yeah. a good job of that yeah yeah definitely like some really inspiring stories as well so that's kind of cool to keep you keep you going um, how did you find doing 100 miles over a week compared to doing it just in one go 
so I did the the first round of it in May or whenever it was yeah. as well. I did it over the over the week, and it just makes you realise how far it is when you do it over yeah. the week. I think. It? <laughs> yeah, it feels so it feels so much longer. I'm definitely um, a person who would prefer to get it all done in one go. So when some of these events have like 100k over two days, I just rather do it in one day. Yeah. I just can't think of anything worse than getting up the next day and, and doing it again on sore legs so I just rather power through um so I found I found the 100 mile week quite challenging and um, this time round in November I found it a lot harder as well just because I think the first time there was a bank holiday on the Monday so that made it a lot easier because you get quite a lot of miles in the bank yeah um, and it was nice weather wasn't it yeah exactly it was really warm nice light evenings but this time it was like dark really early um and like quite cold as well so it was definitely harder to to get out there but um just kept sort of chipping away at it and and managed managed to get it done but yeah it's definitely i, th I think it's a lot harder doing it across across a week than uh than one go yeah you know, i did sort of 10 miles a day which still left a 50 mile weekend which yeah it's still quite a big weekend after a 50 mile week it's not ideal is it no Cool. Now, something um, in terms of training for these uh, races, were you coming up with your own training plan or did you have a coach? Because I've noticed doing these recaps that everyone I seem to speak to seems to have a running coach these days. So. I do not have a running coach. Hey, <laughs> yeah, so Good. yeah. Um, no, I, I've kind of always just done my own um, thing with, with plans. Um, and every time I train for another race, I sort of loosely base it on what I've done before. So um, I like to do long back-to-back -back runs, really, just for time on feet. So just um, kind of doing a slightly shorter long run the day after a long, long run, um, just to train on on tired legs. And usually that's slow. And, <laughs> it's, and it's good uh, training, isn't it? Because that's exactly, what you'll be yeah, after yeah. that mile 50 anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, and once you get going, it's not too bad. But the thought of getting out there sometimes after after a long run the day before is not always ideal. But yeah. I do find that really effective. Um, so yeah, no, I've always always just kind of played around with with training plans and seen what what works best for sure. me, really. Okay. In terms of twenty twenty, I've been asking people they're running high points. Some have struggled. Some have found unusual high points, things that they weren't expecting to do. But I mean, you might be a bit easier than I suppose. What was your high point? Was it the 10th pass? Yeah, I think so. Um, it was nice to get another buckle and to get the uh, sub 24 um, mm. buckle as well. I'd kind of always had my eye on that, um, but I'd never really had a, a race that had gone perfectly to plan which I don't think you ever ever do really at that distance there's too many variables and things that can go wrong but I kind of going into this had a feeling that I I could do it if I managed to keep myself moving at a fairly decent pace and um yeah sorry that that definitely was was a highlight especially given all that's sort of gone on this year training for it twice I think that was a that was definitely up there and I think yeah definitely taking part in the virtual events was was up there as well it's not something I ever would have considered doing um before this year I don't think many people would have but I think um it's really like brought the community together and it's been great to like share um our kind of progress and see people's journeys throughout those those kind of virtual events as well Excellent. well done for that and in terms of 2021 then assuming well obviously we're just saying they've made more announcements today about tears changing so who knows but what would your plans be next year assuming things happen yeah it seems now like we're going into a period that's sort of more uncertain than ever mm. I felt 
like earlier in the year, I felt more confident that races were kind of going to go ahead. But currently now I'm just not really sure where, where things stand heading into next year. Um, I was signed up for Country to Capital, which hasn't been cancelled, but I just cannot see it going ahead in many years. So I've been training uh, for is that. Is that mid-Jan or late-Jan? I can remember. Quite early. I think it's like the 9th of January. Oh, so it's really not very long after Christmas. Um, so I have been training for that for about 10 weeks. But the last week when everything started to go into mm. tier four, I just thought, oh, this I'm going to bin this off because I just don't think it's going to happen. I'd like to be surprised. <laughs> I'd, yeah. like, you know, I'd really like it to go ahead. And I've never done it before. It's a race that I've always kind of really wanted uh, wanted to do to sort of start the year off on a good footing but um, I, I really don't think that's going to go ahead so after that um, I'm going to do the uh, Pegasus event that was rearranged from 2020 that I was in for so I think that's in April so possibly that might be a time that races kind of start to get the go ahead again yeah, um, and so. yeah hopefully um, hopefully things start to improve I think from the spring um, and so that's think that's uh maybe like 40 miles it's in it's, it's along a canal so clearly flat, flat running of the thames path has not put me off too much exactly. yeah and that's in wales so that'll probably be wet for 40 miles i would imagine um and then i'm gonna do this centurion uh wendover night 50k okay um, yeah just, yeah for something completely different i i've not signed up for any of the other centurion events this year and i've kind of been on a streak of doing like at least one of their events for the last few years so wanted to do one of them um but yeah I've done done Wendover 50 before so I thought the, the night 50k sounded like quite quite good fun especially the time of year that it is as well like um it should be July isn't it so yeah, yeah. it should be nice it was good yeah, it last be... year 2019 I did it and it was yeah good race yeah it's, it sounds like quite a good event quite a different format I think as well we so, not tempted uh, to do the 100 <laughs> I was, but then I realised I'd entered the 50k and it was the same weekend. So it was oh, that, that might be tricky. Yeah, yeah, it might be a bit difficult. Just quickly, you know, get the 50k done and then nip back I for the. Warm up and do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> I think good. No, I think the 50 miler was enough for me of Wendover. I I don't know uh, anybody who does the hundred on that course is. Uh, yeah, certainly props to them because it's. Yeah. Uh, I'm still tempted to enter. I kind of keep hoping it sells out so I don't have to. <laughs> Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> cool well yeah yeah sounds like you still got a busy 2021 plan hopefully that actually happened so yeah yeah fingers crossed yeah <laughs> at the minute it's nothing certain is it but yeah uh, thanks for coming on and yeah best of luck for 2021 and let's hope we uh, at least get some racing next year thanks to everyone for coming back on it was good to discuss the year and get a range of reactions from barely restrained enthusiasm to severe cases of really just can't be asked. I flitted between the two at times and I've managed to record my highest and my lowest mileage months during the year. I found that for someone who's a bit miserable at times and doesn't really like people, mostly I find them quite annoying, it's actually the running with people that I've missed through much of lockdown far more than the races themselves. A couple of the races I have managed to run have had the option from trees, not tees, to decline the race top or the medal and instead get a tree planted. It's a nice touch and after a few years of running, do you really need yet another badly fitting t-shirt? 
Hopefully more races will take this approach and it will also avoid the risk of an organiser being stuck with quite so many race teeth if events are still cancelled next year. I was surprised in the interviews how many people had or previously enlisted the help of a running coach. I honestly didn't think they were quite as prevalent as they are. They're all experienced runners with multiple ultra finishes but still felt the need for expert coaching, partly for accountability and a bit of proper focus. I was coached for the first half of the year by clean coach Katie and definitely found it worthwhile. Had London Marathon actually happened, I'm pretty certain I would have got a PB or at least close to it. So I'd recommend looking into getting a running coach if you do want to improve your running. And as Kerry said there, if you just want to keep getting the same results out and keep doing the same training, if you want to improve and do something different, you do need to ramp up your training, do something different and a coach is the ideal person to help. It's Christmas in a couple of days and normally that would be the Christmas Day Park Run and the New Year's Day Double Park Run to kick off the New Year. It all sounds a bit laughable at the moment when we have to run in doubles only for much of the country. I guess we just have to do what we can to make the best of it. Thank you for listening uh, throughout the year and Merry Christmas and Phil, stay safe. Jail. Go on home, they're waiting for you. <laughs>